and welcome to the Peaceful AF Podcast. I'm Dominique. This week's episode is focused on healthy mind, body, and spirit. And in my opinion, there's no more important thing that we can do to help achieve peace than to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves, taking care of our health, making sure we're eating well, and that we have all the things we need to live a a long and healthy life. And it's nearly impossible to, to have peace of mind when you're living in a sick body, when you are sluggish, when you can't go out and enjoy the things you want to with your friends or with your family. So to me, uh, this is a very critical part of maintaining your peace. And I'm super excited because I have a great friend um, and expert on this topic, Dr. Kelly Elmore, joining us today. She is a board certified OBGYN and owner and founder of Viva Life Health Hub. She is a wealth of knowledge and I have her full bio I'm in the show notes, so please check her out also on Instagram at Dr. Kelly OMD and at VivaLifeHealthHub.com. But I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation as much as I did having it. Welcome, Dr. Elmore. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Dominique. So how are things in San Diego? Absolutely gorgeous. It was another beautiful day here. Um, I, I'm so grateful that we live here. So many people don't get to experience it, but it's a beautiful place. America's finest city at its best. Yeah, you're rubbing it in for those of us who. Um, <laughs> so we have had five days. We had five days straight of just torrential rain. And then today it stopped raining and it was basically hot as hell. So. Um, thank you for reminding me that I don't live in San Diego, but but maybe one day, <laughs> yeah, I can visit and maybe one day. So um, when I thought about this topic in terms of how fitness has been important to my peace journey and how I think it's you know critical for everyone, you were absolutely the number one person I wanted to talk to. Um, you know, as long as I have known you, fitness has been like who you are, um, even before you were a doctor, Elmore. Um, So I wanted to know first, just is that something that you felt like came from your upbringing and your family or or was it something that you discovered in another way? You know, I actually um, learned this from my mother. So not that she was a, you know, fitness, Seen like how I am, but she definitely taught me and I watched her growing up. So my mom used to get up early in the morning. She would do her Jack Lane or whatever fitness show was on back in the, you know, late seventies, early eighties. She would get out and she would go for walks. And at that time she was walking like 10 miles a day. Um, wow. And it, it would either be, you know, early in the morning before work or after work. And you know, that's where I found it from. And she didn't allow me to have certain foods in the house. So I wasn't introduced to all the good, tasty, unhealthy <laughs> foods until I started going to, you know, public school, kindergarten um, and beyond. And I just watched her my whole life. And then I also watched my family who have um, 
chosen not to take that path. And I see the toll that it's taken on their bodies and, you know, the obesity, the high blood pressure, early stroke. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't want to do that. And I also don't want to struggle trying to figure out how to get into clothes that I think should look good on me. So, you know, I've just been doing this. I've been watching it my whole life. And then I, I decided, you know, this is what I want to do. And then, you know, in high school, I started, well, really earlier than that, I started playing basketball probably when I was about six years old. And when you're in the gym, like every weekend, running up and down the court and just having fun playing sports, and that continues in high school and college, it just totally is who you are. And so I'm an athlete, and I've always been an athlete, and I love being an athlete. Yes, you are absolutely an athlete. And it's it's interesting because I came from exactly the opposite experience. Um, I came from a family who everything was about food. We celebrate with food. We mourn with food. We, um, you know, if somebody if, if somebody's at your house and they're a guest, then the way you, you treat them is to, to feed them. And my mother had a cake, a, you know, a homemade cake on the table every every week. She cooked mm. from scratch every night and it was it was great, um, but, um, you know, she was overweight. I was overweight at a very young age and, and I never, I was a severe asthmatic and they didn't know that back then that, that exercise actually would have helped. Um, so I got to college and was overweight and dealing with depression. And it was really after college and after I became an adult that, I turned to fitness, not only just for, you know, like you said, wanting to fit in my clothes and and feel better about the way I looked, but also, um, you know, having experienced depression, it, it's extremely helpful. And it, it really, for me is a, something I go to, you know, to, for my peace of mind. So, um, I can, uh, I can totally understand that. And it's interesting because hearing you say, that food was cooked from scratch. There was always a cake on the table, that whole thing. It's funny because when people come to my house, like, I'm like, so do you want to go for a walk? (laughs) (laughs) Would you like some water? I mean, I have everything in the house, you know what I'm saying? But you're not going to get a home-cooked meal from me where there's not going to be, like, even when people tell me, oh, what do you want to bring to the party? I'm like, "Uh, what do you want me to bring? That's just not what I do. (laughs) Cups. Yeah, that's funny. Um, so, you know, you're a busy, busy woman, as we heard in your bio. So what does your fitness regimen look like in, in terms of diet and exercise and, and other aspects? And how do you have time to fit all that in? So people ask me that question all the time. How do you have time to fit it all in? I think it looks like I fit it all in more than I actually do. But I will be honest that I do get a lot of work done, a lot of things done in a day. But it's because, first of all, I have an amazing family. My husband, my mother, and my son, we all live together. Um, My son is seven. Um, My mother is 81, and she's still healthy and fabulous and wonderful, and my husband as well. Um, And we work together to make it happen. But honestly, I get up pretty early in the morning. I'm pushing myself if I try to get up before four o'clock in the morning, but I definitely am up by five and I literally wake up. I try not to have the phone at the bedside because when I do that, I end up on, you know, doing the wrong thing, which is social media, checking all the text messages, start, start work before I do anything. 
But if I do it right, I wake up, I go downstairs um, into my office, and then I start my, my prayer, my meditation. So everything starts with meditation first thing in the morning. I journal. I've been journaling since I was six years old, and I got that from watching my mother. And then I leave the house, and I go out, and I either go for a walk, uh, a jog, or a run. I do that for 30 to 45 minutes, depending on what my schedule looks like at work. And like you said, I'm a, you know, OBGYN, so some mornings have to be in pretty early. And um, sometimes I'm, you know, post-call, and I don't feel like doing it because I've been in the hospital for 24 to 30, to 30 hours. But I, I go out, and I, I start that my morning right, and I start that with prayer, meditation, journaling, and exercise. And then after that, I come back and do some calisthenics in my backyard or in my house. Um, I set up an in-home gym, especially during COVID. There's just like in-home gym was set up. And it's not, you know, anything significant. It's bands, resistance bands. It's some weights, three-pounder, eight-pounder, 20-pounder. My husband just bought his 30-pound weights. It's a, a bench that I got from Marshalls for $20. And, you know, it's a weight bench. Um, and that's what I do. And then I come, I go to work, you know, I, get, I head into work. I'm typically there, depending on the day, anywhere between seven and eight o'clock. I work my whole day. In the middle of the day, I take, I, I actually put on my calendar, walk <laughs> from 12 to one, walk. Um, and I try to get out of my seat or, you know, finish up my clinic patients. And I literally go outside and I walk whatever I'm in. That's what I walk around in. Um, and then I, you know, come home, I pick up my son, uh, my, my husband does the drop off in the morning. I do the pickup in the after, in the evening, pick him up. And the great thing is like, he goes to the Y right now. So the Y we have membership there. And if I get there a little bit early and I haven't done my exercise regimen, I actually go on the Y, do something for 20 to 30 minutes and then pick him up right from there. And then we head on home and, uh, my husband is the cook in the family and, um, we eat pretty sensible meals. It's not all 100% healthy every day, every night. Um, but for the most part, we do what people say, you know, portion control, make sure you have vegetables on your plate and make sure it's colorful. I try to minimize carbs as much as possible. And then literally I'm in the bed between eight and nine o'clock. If I brought my phone upstairs, it might be between nine and 10 o'clock because I'm, you know, doing what I shouldn't be, which is online, on social media, the whole thing. But sleep is definitely the way that I get everything done. So I definitely try to get at least seven hours of sleep every night. That is extremely important, the sleep part. Um, I, I talk to so many people who they may be trying to work on their diet and they figured out how to get the gym part in, but then they tell me that they're sleeping three, four hours a night and your body can't recharge and no wonder you don't feel, you know, you're not going to feel peaceful. You're not going to, you're not going to be clear headed. You know, your memory starts to decline, um, all of that. And I feel like for my peace, for my kind of um, reducing stress and anxiety, I have to sleep. Um, so I actually have a, a sleep regimen um, that I'm probably more adherent to than I am to my exercise <laughs> regimen. And I take a bath every night. Um and it doesn't have to be very long, but the warm water is helpful. And I kind of dim the lights. Sometimes it's purely quiet. Sometimes I will actually, if I haven't done my um, full kind of prayer and meditation in the morning, I'll do that actually in, in the tub um, mm -hmm. and maybe drink a little bit of chamomile tea or something like that. But by the time I get out, I'm ready to, for bed and I don't struggle at all 
to go to sleep. So I think just creating those routines. And similarly, when I really started working out, you know, with three kids and a full-time job and all the different things that we're constantly doing, there was no way I was going to be able to figure that in after, after work and after school. So if I want to get my exercise done, I know I have to get up. I can't get up as early as you do. God bless you. Um, (laughs) But, you know, for me, early is more like six, but I can get up, either do my treadmill or we, we use a gym that is a 24 hour, you know, kind of card admit gym. So I can go at any time um, and get that done when the weather is nice here, which is much less than in San Diego, I can walk outside Um, But just if I get something done during the day or in the morning, then the rest of the day um, is so much better. And I just my my brain is clear. My mind feels so much better. So um, I think it's just so important. Yeah. And you have to realize that sleep while you sleep, your body is healing. Right. Your body is processing everything. It's resting. If you can, you know, get in the right levels of sleep. And that is the time that you rejuvenate. And if you don't take that time to get that seven to eight hours of rest um, and sleep that you need on a nightly basis, you're right. You are not going to be as high as functioning as you possibly could be. And you're actually wasting um, time because you're trying to stay awake um, Mm -hmm. to get things done. You're not focused. You can't can't remember things. You can't concentrate on anything. Um, So, yeah, the sleep portion and I. You know, a lot of people think, oh, you know, sleep when you die or whatever the case may be. And that's just not true. Your body has to regenerate those cells. Um, And it is so very important. I mean, I can totally tell after the weekend, like, you know, everybody pretty much tries to get a lot of rest on the weekend. And Mm -hmm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, when I'm working out, I mean, I am I am there. But by the end of the week, I have decreased the amount of sleep from the point where I'm like, okay, maybe I got eight hours over the weekend. And now it's, you know, seven and a half, seven. By the time it gets to Thursday, it might be six and a half or six, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're like constantly trying to catch up. But I am, I can totally tell the difference on Monday morning when I'm like, most people are like, oh, I don't want to get up out of bed. I'm like, yeah, let's get up. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's make this happen. So whatever you can do, whatever regimen that you have to allow you to get that proper amount of sleep is crucial. Absolutely. So Kelly, talk a little bit about how you feel that that kind of routine impacts your your stress levels and anxiety levels and, and you know, how it helps you to maintain peace. Ooh, that routine is interesting because you're actually we're having this conversation at a good time because I had what I call my June gloom um, and June gloom actually exists in San Diego. Mm-hmm. But um I didn't realize, I'm going to go back a little bit. You were talking about for you, how you had um, episodes of depression in college. And for me, um, my father had significant depression. Like he's a manic depression. There's people in my family that have significant mental health um, diagnoses. And that's something I've always been aware of and kind of concerned about in myself. And I remember in high school when I had my first experience of depression, um, clearly, you know, it was around a breakup, which when I fall in love, I fall deeply in love. Um, and, but it was pretty significant for me. And I remember my best friend telling me, and it was, my best friend was a guy at the time. And he was like, dude, you just need to get out and like, go play basketball for hours. And he was like, you'll be fine. And, um, it was true. You know, it was, it was true that my anxiety 
level my depression that I experienced. And I've had depressive episodes over my life. And when I get into my regimen and I stay in my regimen of prayer, meditation, journaling, exercise, when I do those things, I can either prevent myself from going deeply into depression or it allows me to climb out of that depression. And I can always tell when I'm about to start to get off track because I'm like, oh, I don't have enough time. I, I don't have enough time to pray as long as I should this morning. Oh, I don't have enough time to meditate as long as I should. And then I'm, I'm not journaling. Um, I'm, I'm writing like three sentences and I'm rushing out the door to try to get things done. So stress and anxiety are, um, you know, stress and anxiety are a, a physiologic um, response to what is going on in your mind, body, and spirit. And when you can truly take control of that mind, body, spirit, and when you can uh, understand what works best for you, you will minimize your stress. You will minimize your anxiety. You will uh, minimize depression. And as an OBGYN, understanding that women's hormonal changes have a significant effect on their mental um, and emotional health, um, recognizing what your cycles look like and understanding that so you can counteract that um, with increasing your exercise, changing what you're eating um, and drinking around that time. And I tell people, you know, having sex, whether it's sex with somebody else or sex with yourself, um, brings out those positive endorphins um, so that you can keep your anxiety, stress, and your depression at a minimal level. Thank you, Dr. Elmore. That That is, is true. I think all those things are so critical to, um, like you said, the mind, body, spirit. And, and for me, as you mentioned, I've had those depressive episodes multiple times, you know, over my life. And I can tell when I'm not in my routine. Um, I, I've i journaled off and on in, in life, but this past year, um, I really started truly prayer journaling and writing down my prayers and, and really making sure that that was first thing in the morning um, versus kind of when I could get to it. And I have seen a dramatic shift um, in just starting my day on that right foot. And like you said, if I can do that and get my exercise in first thing in the morning, that hour you invest at the beginning of the day, you will reap so many benefits later in the day. And when I don't, I can tell that I'm I'm off track and I'm just not not the way I'm supposed to be. And similarly, you know, I, I practice yoga, I teach yoga, and um, that practice is very it is very spiritual for me. It's very, um, it's, it's a true meditation. It's quiet. It's my brain. And when I haven't practiced in a long time, um, even if I'm, I'm working out, um, if I don't get that kind of quiet time in my body, I also notice that I just feel off. Um, and so it, it, I, 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 I practiced today and I taught a class and like, I've been, I've been on. So it's, it's 10, 23 and I feel, feel good. <laughs> um, so I'm not like falling asleep while we're talking. Right. Yeah. So. And the other thing mm -hmm. I would add to that is having um, affirmations. So one of the things I do when I journal is I create affirmations. If I'm reading a book, 
Like I just read the book Emotional Intelligence 2.0 because as a um, healthcare executive, I do oversee, manage um, high-level leaders, um, and I'm a high-level leader myself. And I wanted to figure out, you know, how do I um, connect with people better? How do I provide the space that they need? Um, and we all understand that you have to provide the space for yourself before you can provide the space for somebody else. But then also in doing that, creating these affirmations based on what I'm reading or what I'm experiencing makes a huge difference. Um, and I think that is so crucial to have these, you know, be able to pop off quickly because you don't know what situation you're going to be in during your day. You may feel like, oh, you know, I can't do this. Well, I can do all things. Um, I am not enough. No, I am enough. So you have to be able to pop these affirmations off so quickly to counter out the counteract the negative thoughts in your mind, so you can keep going. That is awesome. And you, you, you and I did a, a yoga and meditation um, class, kind of workshop, uh, a couple months ago, and that was one of the things you mentioned. And I. Um, I actually was in the process of, of redecorating in my office and I put some things up because it's, um, you know, when I'm in that, you know, when you're in that point in your day, when you're just like, Ugh. And it's like, no, you can, you know, <laughs> I can do all things. Yes, I can finish. Yes. I, you know, I do have everything I need. Um, uh-huh. And it's even just those little reminders, even if it's on a, a post-it, um, I think just will lift your spirit and, and remind you, because I think a lot of times it's not that we don't know um, the same thing with the with the nutrition, with with all of this. It's not that we don't know what we're supposed to do, but I think it's very easy to let the day and the circumstance and whatever we're dealing with take us off track. And right. so the more we can make it a routine, you know, like I tell folks, you know, Nobody has to motivate you to go brush your teeth, hopefully. Um, you know, nobody's, you know, you know, there's certain things that you just you you have to do. And so if you think about it like that, that, you know, prayer, meditation, journaling, exercise, eating well is just something I have to do and not a burden or not right. an extra. Um, and I think too, it's as a as a mom, a lot of times we get focused on, well, the kids have to do this, or my husband has to go here, or my family needs me to do this, and we end up being last. And I think making that appointment for yourself and and honoring your appointments with yourself as much as you do a friend or your right. spouse or your kid. You wouldn't just not show up to pick up your kid, right? You know, when he's done at the at the Y, you're there for him. But a lot of times if we make that appointment at the Y for ourselves, we don't go. Right. And so I and think I, you have to to see yourself as being just as important. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that I and one of my many hashtags, um, I say all the time, I'm like, God self family, country, community, same order every time. Um, I put myself before everything else because if I'm not right, it's not going to be right for anything else. Um, And I just refuse to not put myself first because it it has to be that way in order for it to work well. It has to be that way. Uh, And it's not being selfish. It's being um, 
you know, being honest and honoring yourself, like you're saying. Yeah, you um, can't so pour can from an empty cup. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just, I was just saying that you can't pour from an empty cup, right? That you know, you can't pour into to your son, to your husband, to to your mom, anything else, if you're if you're empty. Um, right. So I, I think we all have to to think a little bit more in that way. Um, Kelly, you talked a little bit about some of the medical benefits. So, um, you know, what are the things that that you see kind of beyond just the obvious, you know, having better blood pressure and, um, you know, reducing heart disease in your patients? What do you see is kind of the difference between folks who have kind of a regular um, fitness routine versus those who don't? people living their lives to the fullest. I see people being happier. I see people being self-fulfilled. I see their families thriving around them. I see their colleagues and um, people in their workspace actually wanting to work with them. I see joy. Um, I have several, it's interesting, this last year and a half, um, I came in, two years ago, I came into a new workspace um, and, you know, I do what you, you've seen me do so many times. Fitness is number one, exercise, meditation. And I share that with my team. And I've seen my leaders take that on. And the ones that have taken that on have thrived during this last year and have really made some significant differences in their lives and the lives of their staff their employees to the point where you can see um, being a force multiplier. So not only are they happier at home, they're happier at work, they're more productive. They are, they have, I mean, I've seen one of my key leaders lose 20 to 30 pounds this last year just by doing these things, changing their nutrition, starting their prayer and meditation. Um, and it's just been amazing. And so you're living a longer, healthier, happier, more prosperous life because you've taken the, uh, the you know, you've taken this into your own hands. You've made yourself important and you've made fitness, exercise, nutrition important in your life. That's awesome. That's awesome. And to be able to see it, I think, I, I've seen you post you know, your team will go out for a run together. Y'all do a workout together. And I think, um, you know, being in healthcare, it's awesome that y'all have that environment because it's been, it's something I have attempted to do. I've done yoga classes with my team and things like that. But I think in the corporate side, it's not something that is as um, generally like connected. Um, But I, I do think it's something that we need to look into more because, you know, all the other things that we think about that we want to make our staff more productive and more efficient. Um, if they're tired, if they're unhealthy, they're going to be out sick more. They're going to, um, you know, need more medical care, all of those things. They're not clear of mind. And so it's, it's a benefit not only for, you know, for home and family, but absolutely for, for your employees and, and your colleagues. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and people think because some of the work that I do, oh, it's, you know, it's mandatory for you to work out. Oh, you work in healthcare, So, yes, you're going to be healthy. That is not true. No. I am really trying to. Overweight doctors for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I am really trying to uh, work with my 
nutrition leaders um, and health other healthcare leaders to really talk about, okay, how do we truly prevent, practice preventive medicine? How do we practice health and wellness so we don't even get to, I have to admit you to the hospital type situation. And I know, and it's very controversial because, you know, how do, how do hospitals make money? Well, you got to have people in them. Well, my goal is to keep you out of the hospital, is to keep you out of the doctor's office, not because you've missed your, you know, maintenance care, but because you're not sick. And if we just do, you know, the basic things that we need to do, and, you know, yes, I understand people are going to get cancer, unfortunately. Yes, I understand that people have genetic um, diagnoses or things that they've been born with. But we can still practice health and wellness and preventive health care so that we do not have these astronomical health care costs. And so that's where... That's where my goal is. That's why I'm on Instagram. That's why I'm on Facebook. That's why I'm always mm-hmm. encouraging myself and others, even in my workplace and in my home, to, you know, stay the course, stay focused, be ready always um, and at all times. Awesome. And you are absolutely have been an inspiration and continue to be. So with our last couple minutes, um, I wanted to just have you say a few words to those who may feel like this is intimidating. I don't know how to get started. Um, what would you recommend for somebody who this is kind of foreign to, and they're just trying to to get off the ground? So I tell people all the time, first of all, don't expect to look like Kelly. I need you to look like yourself. I need you to be who you are. And I need you to. I want to look like are. Kelly though. <laughs> Because I tell people, I want you to look like your best self and what that means, right? We all have friends. Like, I have a good friend of ours who I love her legs. I'm like, can I get those calves, though, for real? Um, And we have different parts that we like about other people. But what really needs to happen is I need you to look in that mirror and say, I love myself from head to toe. Once you can love yourself from head to toe, once you can accept who you are right now, then we can move on to the other things. The other things is, okay, so you've been sitting on a couch. Well, now what I want you to do is, instead of sitting on the couch as long as you've been sitting all day, I want you to get up and move around. If you have stairs or if you have, you know, a place that you can go outside and walk or whatever the case may be, start with five minutes. Then that's going to go to 10 minutes. Then that's going to go to 20 the other thing I do is I follow a lot of different coaches. So I have like serious fitness and Coach Callaway and Lila Fitness. So I follow a lot of different fitness leaders in my community and outside of my community, and they keep me motivated. Whether I'm physically there with them or not, I'm motivated. Um, the other thing is get all that junk out your house as much as possible. Now, I feel like, you know, sometimes I'm getting um, bamboozled in my home. Because <laughs> I'm like, if I live by myself... All, none of this would be in here because I don't, I don't really have good like self-control on things. If I see something I'm go- and I like that, I'm going to eat it. But then I know, okay, I'm going to have to work harder. Yes. Find a accountability partner or partners and partner up and make sure that you stick on top of that. And then lastly, you know, write about it, journal about it, pray about it, meditate about it and be in it. Make sure that you understand that this is for the rest of your life. However long you want to live your life, you should be the life to the fullest. And that's spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially. 
Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Kelly, for being here. And like I said, you have been um, a personal inspiration to me for a long, long time. Um, if others would like to follow you um, and kind of use you as a as a motivator, how can they follow you? Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me here. And I feel the same way. When you post, I'm like, okay, I ducked my accountability, virtual accountability partner. But if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram um, at Dr. Kelly, K E L L Y O M D. So at Dr. Kelly, um, as well as Viva Life Health Hub on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just go online, www.vivalifehealthhub.com. And I just want to say thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. And um, I think we could talk for another two, three hours. So I, I have a feeling we'll do this again soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Kelly. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Dr. Kelly Elmore, who is a continuing inspiration to me, and I hope she also inspired you. And um, I want to leave today with a scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. So lest you think that, you know, working out and taking care of yourself is about vanity or superficial. Um, it's actually what you're supposed to do. This is the one body you have and Again, regardless of what you know, religion you profess, or if you don't have one at all, um, it's the only one you're going to get. So, um, better to feel good and take care of yourself than to live a life um, feeling ill and feeling um, like you can't do the things you want to do. So, I really hope you enjoyed today. Um, stay tuned for next episode next week. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Thanks. Bye-bye.